Thanks to the popularity of electronic devices and mobile apps, we've got more choices for leisure activities. Time is easy to kill in this digital age. Before you realize it, two hours of recreational screen time fly by. Now, what if you need or decide to spend less time online, but still get entertained when you happen to find yourself with plenty of free time? In this episode of A Thousand Wise, let's learn about five internet-free, family-friendly ancient Chinese games that are still popular in this day and age. The first one is playing the diablo or the Chinese yo-yo. In Chinese, it's called kongzhu, literally meaning hollow bamboo. Diablo is always made of wood or bamboo and is shaped like an hourglass that is hollow in the center. By juggling diablo on strings, the high-speed rotating diablo will make a humming sound. It is not easy to get the diablo to balance and rotate on the string. You need to move the hand sticks on both ends of the string up and down alternatively with a vibrating motion. Thus, the Chinese refer to the playing of the diablo as dou kongzhu, or shake the diablo. Players with higher skill can toss the yo-yo up and catch it on the strings, or manipulate the strings into patterns while keeping the yo-yo spinning. Playing the diablo is a very interesting folk game, especially very popular in North China. If you visit a park in Beijing, the chances are pretty high that you could see some locals playing the diablo just there. The Chinese yo-yo is also used frequently in performances, often where acrobatics are involved. The famous acrobatic troupe Cirque du Soleil employs Chinese yo-yos in several of their acts. So there goes the first recommendation if you want to polish your acrobatic skills too. The second game I would recommend is kite flying. It is thought that the earliest use of kites was among the Chinese approximately 2,800 years ago. The kite was said to be the invention of the famous Chinese philosophers Muozi and Lu Ban in the fifth century BC. The original kites were made of wood. By the middle of the sixth century, paper kites were being flown. A paper kite was used as a message for a rescue mission. Chinese people love kite flying since ancient times as a pastime and hobby. So much so that it was declared an official sport in 1991. Regular kite flying competitions are held in several cities across the country as well. The most renowned one is the annual Weifang International Kite Festival, held in the kite city of Weifang in Shandong Province in East China in late April each year. Tens of thousands of participants come from China and abroad to compete with their beautiful and colorful kites in all imaginable shapes and sizes. One of the most popular kite designs in China is in the shape of the swallowbird. Butterfly and dragon-shaped kites can often be found in parks too. The third ancient Chinese game to recommend is called Tijianzi, kicking the shuttlecock. While the term shuttlecock usually refers to the ball in badminton, it is also often used to refer to this feather-covered toy that is also called a ball, jianqiu, or jianzi. The shuttlecock jianzi is essentially a weighted hacky sack, and is passed from foot to foot by kicking. The object is to keep it from touching the ground. Players can not only use their feet but also other parts of their bodies, except for the hands. Besides being played in the schoolyard, it is also very popular among the senior citizens as a way to keep their limbs active. The benefit of the game is very obvious. 
Playing the shuttlecock is a vigorous aerobic exercise that builds hand-eye coordination and provides the health benefits of any such active sport. The fourth game is my personal favorite and a very nostalgic one. The game is called 跳皮筋 playing the Chinese jump rope or rubber band skipping, which is commonly played by children and teens in China. It became popular in the West, especially in the U.S. during the 1960s, where it was known as elastics and spread its way around the world. This game is played with a rope made up of rubber bands. That the rope becomes a giant loop that can be strung across two or three people acting as poles. The objective of the game is to finish a few levels of jumping patterns across different heights. Often accompanied by a rhyme or a song, this game is similar to the game of skipping rope, as it also involves jumping patterns and chants. Participants take turns to upgrade the levels. The levels usually ascend in this order: ankle, knee, hips, waist, armpits, and head. The first player or team to complete these levels wins. And your turn will end if you either touch the rope or when you do not successfully complete the sequence. After players on the same team commit faults, they will have to exchange places with the team holding the rope. It possibly would top all children's games and appeals especially to girls even today. The last one is hide and seek, which is a traditional game for children in China and very popular around the world as well. I know. There are two ways to play here in China: covering a child's eyes while other kids run around to tease him or her, or more commonly, participants hide and one child must try to find them. So there you go: the five thousand wise recommended internet-free, family-friendly ancient Chinese games that are still fun to play. What do you do when you want to spend time away from computers, mobile phones, tablets, or TV? What games did you like to play when you were a little child? Thanks for listening to this episode of A Thousand Wise. I'm Ningyan. If you like the show, be sure to give us a five-star rating or a review, and do subscribe wherever you listen. Have a good one. Bye for now.